Thank you so much, <clears throat> Mr. Newsom. My name is Chaim Minderhout, located in Northern California. Today it is January the 31st, 2022. I welcome you all to the Monday Evening Wildcard, presented to you by Winfrey, located in Sedona, Arizona. And as usual, this is a simulcast to the conference call. And people call in, you will hear a ding. I believe somebody just came on board. Welcome to the conference call. If you want to, feel free to say a name and location. But of course, only if you want to, we welcome you. <clears throat> All right. Monday to you all. After this one-hour session, we go over to our daily Whole Planet Healing Conference call. So we will change phone, phone lines. But if you want to hang out and stay with us, just stay on this station on BBS radio as BBS will broadcast the whole Planet Healing conference call for us. And we have two minutes before the hour, and we wait for more people to join in. We will be playing a, a replay from 2013, where we had a conversation with our sources from the Elohim and Ra group, particularly the Elohim group, on how the universe was created, the physical universe. The 31st of January, <clears throat> going into February tomorrow. Happy Monday evening. Welcome to the conference call. Please say the name and location. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Welcome. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. All right. Welcome. Welcome to the next caller. Please say the name and location. Hi, this is Terry in Sedona. Welcome, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi. So we are live on BBS Radio. For those who just joined in online, welcome. Happy Monday. 
And then welcome to the next caller. Please say the name and location. But of course, only if you want to. Hello, welcome to All right. And if you just joined in on BBS Radio, I'd like to mention that right after this one-hour session, we will go over to our daily whole planet healing conference call. So we will change phone lines. The BBS will play the whole planet healing conference call on this same station. So after the hour. If you want to participate, join in, listen in, just stay on this station and BBS will switch over to our different conference call. We do our daily Whole Planet Healing conference call seven days a week and uh, we gather with a bunch of people and we go through, I think, five different sections of the call with the intention to send love and light to Mother Earth and the circumstances to humanity for the highest and greatest good of all. I welcome the next caller here. Thank you for being here. Please say name and location. Hi, hi. This is Bonnie in California. Welcome, Bonnie. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So, Vin is still on the road. He called me earlier. And uh, we will be listening to a replay from June the 3rd, 2013, on how the universe was created. And we'll be taking off in just a moment. Good evening. Please say your name and location. Hi, hi. Cecil in the Great Northwest. Welcome, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Right, Cecil. Hi, family. All right. I had, hi, Cecil. I had a hard time getting in tonight. Hi, Terry. Really? Hi. All right. And I'm going to start this session as I want to stay within the time frame. Muted. The recording has started. All right. Happy Monday evening to you. Today it is January the 31st, 2022. We will be playing a replay from 2013, June the 3rd, and this is the topic is how the physical universe was created. 
Thank you all for being here. This is June 3rd, 2013, and this is our Monday night conference call, and we are going to continue tonight with one of the most interesting topics that we've had on these calls, which is how the universe was created. And this is Wynn and Terry in Sedona, and all of you everywhere that you are, and all of you on the Internet, all of you listening to the replays, we give you a special warm greeting, and thank you for being here. So I thought I would just do a quick review, and I'm doing this from memory, of um, what we've come up with thus far. And it is really fascinating because um, I think it's quite rare to be talking to the Elohim in a public way and having a carte blanche to ask these kinds of questions and getting answers from the source that says they created the universe. And, of course, it's... Not exactly like, let there be light and let there be, how does it say it in the Bible? Terry, how does the Bible say, say it was all created? I think the Bible just talks about Earth, not necessarily the entire universe. And there's aspects of this that I, even I don't quite understand. I get a little hit of intuition on it, but I can't get it all the way, and I don't know, maybe a, a physicist or a quantum physicist might get it, but the way it all started was there was chaos, and chaos got to be aware of itself, and that is a mystery right there that no one has been able to explain in any questions. How did chaos become aware but it did. And once it was aware, it didn't think of itself as God. It didn't think of itself as the one infinite creator. It was a consciousness that was aware that it existed. And it was lonely. There was no other consciousnesses there. And so in another mystery, um, this first awareness developed the ability to divide itself or to clone itself or to become like an amoeba creating two where there was one. And the original two had awareness of, and they also knew they were part of the first awareness. And, and this process kept going to where there were millions of awarenesses and it's hard to imagine what it felt like because they didn't have bodies. They were just energies that were aware and on some way or another they would evolve and interact with each other. But 
they were all aware. Not only were they aware, but they were aware that they were all holding the same energy subdivided. And there was no persistence. Everything existed in the moment. And as soon as one, an awareness would drop something, it would just go away. It would disappear. Nothing would exist for long periods of time. And of course, one element here is with awareness, to be aware, there had to be the beginning of time. Because awareness means that there's a before and an after, and you can see the flow from before to, to, the, to after. And so there was the beginning of some kind of time in these first awarenesses. Now, these awarenesses could vibrate, generate frequencies. And again, it's beyond my understanding to know how that worked, but that's how it was explained. What is a frequency? It was something that moves back and forth, back and forth. You know, when you hear a tone, uh, that's a frequency. A radio signal is a frequency. And different frequencies have different characteristics. Even light is a frequency. So these original awarenesses could create frequencies and they could project the frequencies and they were experimenting. They were learning and that when there were, I think I've got this right, they'll correct me, when there were a few of them projecting frequencies in the same place, there's something called nodes that would be created. And if you, if you know about physics, you know about the Doppler effect, which means when you put two frequencies together, you get new frequencies generated that are different than the two frequencies. You get the summation of them and the subtraction of them. So, for example, if you had five cycles per second and two cycles per second, then you would get seven cycles per second and five minus, three cycles per second, as well as the original ones. And those are called harmonics. Well, when the frequencies would come together, it would create a point in time-space that didn't exist. And, of course, there's a generation of time that's happening that's connected with the putting of these frequencies together. And that was essentially the first physical instance of physicality. And all of these original subdivisions of the original awareness are, if we have it right, the Elohim. And they were having fun with this new idea of creating frequencies and creating physical reality and spinning out galaxies and planets. And the way it felt when they were explaining it is 
as if they were creating this, and it was all, wow, look at that. It was almost like uh, somewhat of a fish tank that they were observing the creation. And I, I think that part of them had to be held in the frequencies that were created. I think so. So this kept evolving, and then there were planets, there were stars, and each part of the universe, each aspect of it, was given free will. It had an energy field around it, and it could create its own rules and laws. And basically, I could see the Elohim didn't want to supervise this. They didn't want to be the boss. They wanted it to all evolve, and, um, and it did. And, and each subset of the universe from the, the, the galaxies to the solar systems to the suns to the planets to the humans, there was a free will projection saying, you can create the rules around your existence. And then if there were a bunch of beings on a given planet, they would be within the context of the rules of that planet, that that planet created. And there was a lot of experimentation that was going on, and one of the, I, one of the things was the development of DNA. And DNA, as I understood it, was part of life forms that could hold an imprint of the entire universe, a microcosm that would hold the imprint of the universe. But in each, the DNA had to be programmed. And as it was programmed, it would become individuated in a certain way. So it had the potential whole universe, but more than likely, it was in a much more contracted space. And then there were different beings that were growing through all of this, and different planets with different beings, and the Elohim had the goal of creating a, what's the word, a process where the beings, at least the, the men beings, the human type beings, and I say human, I don't mean human beings here because I could mean uh, other planetary populations as well, would grow into the experience of all that is, which sometimes is called going to Godhead in this realm. 
And that part of the way this experience would be generated would be through the evolution of DNA. So a being who was in a contracted DNA space could keep expanding through the universe to be an expanded DNA space. And this is all going on, and it keeps getting more complicated and more complicated. And there are a couple things that happened that they learned by observation. One of the things was when there was a planet solar system that created the rules around that solar system where everything was easy, the, the beings in that solar system would not evolve very quickly. In fact, um, they just stayed there and enjoyed their existence and and this was according to the Ra group. They 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 just are having fun, but never evolved. It would be like the child of a rich person who had a privileged life. They have a, a lot of fun in their life, but they may never evolve into greater awareness or wisdom because they don't have any challenges. So there was an idea to to create more of a pressure cooker down here and bring in the element of duality or negativity. And it was coming about as a natural outgrowth. And what that meant, as you all know, is to be in an environment where there's positive and negative and it becomes a pressure cooker. It becomes... Can you master that, or does it master you? And, of course, we're in that pressure cooker. Another element that seemed to come about in this evolutionary process is that Elohim's souls would then come into this realm, and they could occupy... I don't know if they built bodies for themselves. We never asked that in particular. But they could occupy bodies. And they would have the experience of being in this realm. And then they could go back and forth. They could occupy bodies and go back to their celestial space. And apparently, uh, they started getting stuck in bodies here. And... Part of what got them stuck was when they were occupying a body. Now, this is, um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm getting this right, and, and, and they're listening so they can correct me on this, uh, on anything I'm saying. This is how I recall. We have like five or six awesome conversations through Terry on how they created the universe. And... Um, and this is summation, as I recall, of those things. But I recommend that you go into the Spirit Channel and do a search on how the Elohim created the universe and listen to those five or six things, because there's a lot of cellular triggers in understanding all of this. It's not just intellectual 
knowledge because we're looking at how we, you and I, got to where we are now. And it's pretty much of a mystery for most people. And, and there's aspects of the mystery in the way that I'm talking about this that I don't think very few people have ever been exposed to. So the Elohim would start getting stuck in this realm and they would get caught up in reincarnation. Now, you know, those of us who are saying we want to get out of this realm, then there's, there's, there's something here to be thought of. And that is, it was indicated that it was through sex that they got stuck. Now, does that mean you have to give up sex to get out? I don't think so. There's more to it than that. But sex can, you know, the path in can be the path out. And the key is, is the experience of the sexual experience, the personal experience, and how you can experience the law of one in the connection with another person as opposed to using them and gratifying yourself. That's probably what gets you stuck. It's the experience of oneness that gets you unstuck. One way to get unstuck. So, the Elohim that got stuck in this realm, some of them, maybe all of them, and this is one I don't have the complete answer to, we might ask this tonight, um, forgot that they were Elohim. They were just another being caught in the reincarnational cycles of whatever planet they were on. And some of them apparently remembered. And, and the ones that remembered had, were able to do DNA manipulation. They had very advanced understanding of how DNA worked. And a lot of species in this realm got created, not by the celestial Elohim, but by the DNA manipulation of the terrestrial Elohim. And they were still stuck in this realm. And they were Elohim. And because they were Elohim, they had a lot of power. They had a lot of ability, a lot of leadership. And they found that they could get the other beings in this realm under their thumb. And that it was seemingly more fun to be in this realm when you had slaves, when you had possessions, when you had land, when you had sex, when you wanted it. And so, so thus began the development of the negative in this realm from a seed state. And we're talking probably billions and billions of years that this was all evolving. Billions of years of our time, but from the Elohim time, it was like a flash. From They probably can look at it from the very beginning till now, and they don't experience billions of years. 
They experience time differently. So now you have the beginning of the negative. Sometimes people, the negative elite, the control patterns, the enslavery patterns that are evolving in this realm. And it's because they're very advanced souls that have the ability to control other people. And sometimes when you look at politicians and you hear them talk, and regardless of what they're saying, many of them have a composure that you and I may not have. That's an indication that they come from this lineage. And so then there were attempts to break this realm out of all the slavery patterns that were developing. For example, Jesus would have been an attempt like that to bring, uh, uh, how would I say, to bring the evolution potential to an individual person regardless of their money, just as a a new template that could be involved in the evolution of all the beings, the humans anyway, on this planet. And, of course, all of those other sources that were into controlling everybody, and believe me, this is going on right now. This is not in the past. All those sources that were controlling people were not happy with having someone come in who could change the path because the people that would get out of their control pattern would be then free of that. You can't be controlled unless you allow it. Um, And so... I should mention that um, uh, that biblically they talk about the fallen angels, and what I'm describing is the fallen angels, the Elohim souls that came into this realm, and instead of uplifting it, got into the the pattern of controlling it, and and what happened is these control patterns went up very, very high, Um, not just in the physical human level, but in even energy levels at high places. And as Carla Ruckert often talks about, service to self, service to others. And, you know, sometimes to my way of thinking, she makes it too simple She says, well, you just have a choice. Make service to self, service to others. And I don't think it's as simple as having a choice. You can start out with a choice, but there's a lot more to it than your willpower can enforce. For example, the service to self beings, uh, in a certain extent, didn't have the freedom to suddenly change because what happened was they were 
getting energy from things below them. And they lost the ability to get energy from things above them. And they got stuck with this insatiable appetite for energy and they didn't know how to get out of it. And when they stopped getting energy from what's below them, they would feel empty. They didn't know how to go to source and get energy. They had to get it from what's below them, which they had to work really hard to get. Now, now, now they could evolve through dimensions just as well as service to others. But according to the Ra group, they needed a 95% dedication to service the self. They had to manipulate everything around them so it would give them energy. And, you know, from their family to their whatever they did, and many of them went into what sometimes is black magic as ways of getting energy pointed towards them. And if they could get 95% pointed towards them, they could evolve through the dimensions. They couldn't evolve all the way. They'd have to switch at the top, but they could get very high. And at the the higher levels of dimensions, there are very powerful service-to-self beings that are attempting and perhaps succeeding at programming all the levels underneath them so that by this time it gets to this level, it's hard to figure out where it's coming from. But um, another interesting question that was answered in all of this was, where do souls come from? Where did you come from? How did souls originate? And I had that question for a long time because, you know, there's times on this planet where there are a few hundred thousand people and then we have six billion. How does that work? That uh, is there, is the, I, I think the way I asked the question was, is the Elohim creating souls for a new body? Do they have a soul creation machine? And the answer was no. The process was automated, so to speak. And the way it worked was the DNA, in the way it was programmed, would attract energy out of the light pool of energy, and it would form the energy around the DNA. And that forming of the energy around the DNA became an individuated soul. And then when that physical body died, the individuated energy that was created around that DNA for the first time would continue. It didn't die. It stayed and it had awareness And it would look for another body. And then we'd have this reincarnation aspect. And it was trying to learn 
from going from one body to the next to the next. And this is about as uh, a quick summary about as far as I got. And I'm sure there's more information in the archives. Terry, um, do you remember any of that? Hello, Terry. Yes. Um, could, could you repeat you are, that last sentence? Uh, by the way, you're very clear now. I okay. said um, you were in a trance. I don't even know if you remember all of that stuff. But um, does that sound... Do I have that fairly on target? Um, could you say a short sentence? <laughs> you know what? Forget it. <laughs> no, no, because I was in trance, but I, I'm. Well, you know I what? Can, why don't I? I'm why here don't I, now. Why don't I ask them? Because I just pulled, you know, for the last fifteen minutes, I was kind of doing a review of all of those calls we did on how the Elohim created the universe, and I was just asking you if. Uh, if you have anything to add to that from your human memory. But maybe, you know, you weren't listening really attentively because you're already going out. So yeah. <laughs> we we can just move right to them and let them um, correct it and ask some more questions, okay, All right. about about this process of All right. yeah, the, the, the creation and the evolution of the universe, okay? All right. And um, let me call in the light, and we'll see how this goes, because maybe we'll do another one unless some of you uh, send in some questions. This is a, an incredible topic. I mean, if, if you realize that, you know, the foundation of almost every religion has this idea of how the universe was created, and there was this God form that said, let there be light, and this might be the actual explanation for how it worked, how it works. So, Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person here, and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies and into the center of the Earth, and right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. We create a protected space that only the positive has access to, and anything not of that nature must leave now. And we invite our sources, our Elohim source, um, and Ra, if they have something to contribute, to uh, just 
make any comments to the review I just did um, or corrections. Thank you. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. We are joyful to be with you. This is the 3rd of June, 2013, and we love this topic because it is a topic that is dear to us. Uh, Before the creation of the universe, the tenets were set up whereby, and you might call them even rules, where energies could follow and could form. And these are of the highest nature, is they set the mm, guidelines for the creation and the Elohim us and other groups were of a lower nature in working with guidelines that had been set up of the nature of the all that is. One of the major things was that the all that is started out as one being so that when it began to divide, uh, it began to have to learn lessons of love, of sharing. Uh, and how in in the benefits of being aware and having another uh, to shine off of, then the two of them could know of their own existence. So as things developed, individuals began on a long track. Awareness is to start and then to have experiences to become aware of another so that awareness um, has part of it something to be aware of. If you don't have anything to be aware of, then um, there is nothing. But when you have two, now you have something to be aware of and to be aware of you. And so it has been a great expansion of getting the one being getting to know itself. There were the guidelines, as we mentioned, set up on the division of entities, the mathematics that went into 
the development of focusing mechanisms, the mathematics that went into the creation of vibration. Uh, in a sense, it is a musical um, universe where everything uh, has a frequency and a vibration, and um, this is part of the development of uh, being to be put together according uh, to different uh, vibrational frequencies that then work together to form a life form. Do you have further questions? Were these vibrational frequencies, how did they know what the outcome was. Was it experimentation or could they formulate in their mind, if we do this, this will happen? It was beyond mind. Its mind was developed as time went along. It was instantaneous recognition of another awareness, instantaneous joy, instantaneous experimentation of what could be done to look another awareness uh, straight on and to see the different temperances the different tones, uh, the different makeups, and to realize that different awarenesses were beginning to have different attributes made of different vibrations and different identities developing as they had experiences. It is an experiential universe in the learning of love is one of the main things that as an individual experiences they come back to their own nature of all being one and of compassion and loving. When the original subdivisions were taking place, were they all created with a, an identical template and then they evolved their template through their experiences with the others or were they created so they had different templates? There were different templates depending upon the logos in which they found themselves. Yes, they took on the characteristic frequencies of 
the major logos that they were a part of, and it gave them outcomes that were particularly um, brought about uh, by the availability of the uh, original template of that particular logos. So it sounds like even before there was a physical universe, there was a non-physical universe of divisions, subdivisions, subdivisions of pure energy forms. Is that... That's accurate? Yes. Yes. Another question is, in the early sessions we did on this, it was indicated there were five universes. I believe that was correct. Is that still correct? Yes. Um, Does that mean there were five one infinite creators or was there one infinite creator that subdivided into five and each one became the creator of their own universe? Yes. There was one being of which all are made, all of the universes. Mm-hmm. And each universe um, became a major subdivision and began its own uh, journey. And were all these universes created simultaneously or were one was one created and then went on to create another one. It was not exactly simultaneously. At first there was one and then it began to um, coagulate the energies uh, in a, a way that uh, set it off from the others. Mm-hmm. And is there any interfacing between these universes? Uh, there is some interfacing. There is um, an energy connection between them. And um, there are some beings in um, those universes that can uh, get together and, and uh, talk with uh, beings in the other universes and compare notes to how things are done and uh, how that particular universe is faring. Mm-hmm. And... Do beings ever leave one universe and incarnate in another or appear in another? It is not likely that they would, although it has been done for an extreme wander to um, isolate out from one universe and find himself in another. Thank you. And 
did all these universes end up having the same problems as exist in our universe? Or did some turn out better? There are meetings uh, concerning the differences in how they turned out and are turning out since it is a work in progress. And some of them have different problems than others. Um, But majorly, they have a similar major problem that once an individual isolates out, then they still feel all of the need of love and all of the love of the one. And it is hard to reconcile uh, the uh, physicality or the mm, uh, manifestation um, in the uh, unilateralness of the um, separation and uh, they remember the uh, love of all and still expect that however they're experiencing separation and um, it is a juggling act to learn how to love the other uh, as oneself when one is so uh, separated. And they all have that similar problem is all of the individual parts are learning the um the the importance and and the truth of love now as i recall you know there are a number of places in our universe in things we know about uh, where i've read that there was life to start with is the andromedans Andromeda Galaxy, the Pleiadians, the Lyrans, and perhaps more. In which area of our universe did life first start? Well, it's conscious. And as you become more attuned to that fact, you will begin to recognize that even the rocks, even the uh, paper, even uh, the, any manifestation of objects has a consciousness. And as you become more aware, you can become open uh, to communication from the consciousness of different um, material things. You are not simply alone, a life form in an isolated world. All is conscious and interactive. 
But there, there is something different about the human template. And when I say the human, I don't mean just earthlings. I mean beings with legs and arms that can think and plan and expand themselves. Yeah. Where, where, where was the first entry of that... Um, I'm using human, but it's not the right word because humans are usually considered earthlings, but the the beings that could hold higher awareness than, say, the rocks and the stones. It took a great deal of time for development, and the development started... Uh, with the Elohim and the creativity and development of what um, they creatively considered uh, would be a viable um, housing for an entity to uh, manifest in um, a uh, planet to circumstance. And so they um, developed these housings, and energy beings developed these housings in an energy format. They developed a template, a template that would then um, express the DNA, um, and the DNA would then bring to it uh, the genes, the instructions for the writing of the um, human form. It was a matter of taking the energy concept and template um, to the next step would be to bring it into a gene um, format um, with each gene having uh, parts to it, chromosomes, that it would be able to um, format the individual areas of what was in the original template. And then to take the energy format and to gently and carefully uh, using mathematical formulas make the DNA um, and then within the DNA to make minuscule sub-units of instructions, the, the energies around the model could begin to uh, bring in and to begin to develop a thin light body form. And um, the light body was the first thing to um, be made and to be made in the template um, that had been desired 
devised as uh, desirable, and many of these were reworked to be more um, uh, uh, viable in in a manifested uh, sphere. Uh, there were many mistakes, um, and it took many uh, years, millennium, to um, devise something that um, would be uh, workable and would achieve manifestation. And then... Um, Without regard to size, to be formatted so that the energies could reproduce in the template could reproduce. It was a mathematical achievement um, to bring. I think I think we're reaching the end of this session. It's about six fifty seven and PBS is coming to a close. So um we have maybe about one minute that you can say something and and maybe we'll do another one of these soon and go a little deeper and further. Thank you. And we thank each and every one of you. And we make the connection with those that wish to have the connection made. And we extend our love to each of you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So back to live here on the 31st of January. We will move over to our daily whole planet healing conference call. PBS will broadcast this conference call as well. So hang in there if you want to join in, listening in on PBS. We will change to a different phone line, but you can stay here on this station. Thank you all so much. I'm going to open up the phone line. Unmuted. Thank you from Seattle. That was awesome. Hey. And uh, if you're interested in hearing more, go to thespiritchannel.net. Many conversations there. And there's a search bar where you can pick different topics. Hope to see you all at Whole Planet Healing. Much love to you all. This session is no longer being recorded. Hi, BBS. Welcome to the call. Starting now, so we'll go ahead. Are we we on BBS? We just got on? Right now, just just started, yes. Hello to everybody on BBS. Um, Mm -hmm. This call will actually start in a few minutes. I mean, it actually starts as soon as we get on the line. (laughs) 
and you're talking to a bunch of people getting on a conference line, and um, we do this every day, but on Monday and Wednesday, it's on BBS. This is not an entertaining kind of call, although it can, you, can, you might be entertained by it. It's not like a, a normal, how can I say it, internet podcast, and we just decided to um, broadcast our conference call. And this is an unusual... Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? This is Terry in Sedona. Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Antonio. It's Jennifer from Greensburg. Hi, everybody. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Hi, All all we need is Bonnie and Cecil. (laughs) (laughs) They'll be here. Go ahead, Wendy. As I I was saying to BBS, this is not an ordinary broadcast. And... um, It is, our group has made connection with intelligences on the other side. And we have conversations with them twice a week, not on this call, but they're a group. There are like millions of them. And they're very old souls in the universe. And they contacted me because um, they wanted to um, have somebody on Earth that they could connect to, because then they could give us this amazing information. And they can also send energy into this realm and connect with people and sometimes cause miracles. So we had a number of miracles, and I said, they really are who they say they are. I couldn't believe it at first. And um, this call is is intended to produce miracles in transformation on our planet. And many people can feel an energy on this line um, that we attribute to those sources on the other side, beaming their energy into the call. So please please stay if that sounds intriguing. And there's only two possibilities. We're full of it, or we're really doing this. <laughs> and uh, the people who keep coming back know that, that it's working. So thank you for listening. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, it's Juanita from Long Beach, California. Hi, Juanita. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Bonnie in California. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi. And who's going to do the invocation if Cecil isn't here? Joy, joy, joy. Oh, yes, I will. I will. You will? Okay. 
Thank you. All right, it's 7.05. We thank you all for being here. I'm going to mute the phone lines, and then we're going to take off. Muted. Or when do you want to start? I'll start. I'll continue okay. what I started and to say. Cecil, Cecil just joined in. Okay, great. Hold on one second. Turn your things off. And it's still January 31st, and here we go. The recording has started. This is January 31st, 2022. Everybody everywhere, whole planet healing. And thank you all for joining us. And as I was saying, because there's always somebody new on BBS that says, I wonder what this is about. So, um, This call would come under the label of spiritual, but it's most likely not spiritual in any way you identified that that word, except that we talk, you know, many people feel vibrations when they participate in spiritual things, even churches, okay? Well, we don't have any dogma, any history of anything to believe in. This is coming through in the moment, now, and through current time, through these conversations with an intelligence that identifies itself as the Council of Elohim. And this started for me in 2002, when a personal relationship started saying they want to talk to you again and suddenly I'm taking out a tape recorder and having conversations with them and it's been going on and they never told me anything to do they they don't tell us to worship them although Elohim was one of the names for God in the Old Testament and in the Mormons and when I asked them if they liked to be worshipped they said no we're like your higher dimensional big brothers. Now, if you can imagine that there is a group up there, and they don't have bodies, they're just energies, but is able to project their energy into this realm when somebody asks them for it. And, and they do that, and we've, pro we've proven to ourselves that they do that over and over again. I'm not going to tell you how, but you have to prove it to yourself to see if you can feel their energy on this call. And we're going to read a, um, a short excerpt from one of our sessions with them in just a few minutes. And I turn it over to Bonnie, who is going to be your navigator through the different things that happen here tonight. To Cecil. Oh, to Cecil. Well, I was going to have Bonnie introduce Cecil. All right. Thank you, Wynn. <laughs> Thanks, Jackie. Are we ready to start? We're ready. We started. Thank you. Thank you so much for that introduction, Wynn. It was very comprehensive. Now, at the beginning of this call, we always like to begin by um, sur surrounding ourselves with protection. So... Get comfortable, push aside those distractions, 
and let's get started by welcoming Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who recites our invocation requesting energetic protection for ourselves and our efforts tonight. Cecil? Thank you, Jackie. Father, Mother, God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio. And any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our individual souls. We invite those sources who are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us. We co-create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Cecil. Winfrey and Terry Brown are both here with us this evening. And uh, at this point in the call, they always uh, spend a few minutes of their time and share some of their thoughts with us. So, Win, what additional things would you like to share with us? Well, I said we were communicating with sources in other dimensions. And I didn't say how we were doing that. And the way we were doing that is my partner, Terry, happens to have the ability to have a very high antenna into the universe. And she can pick them up and speak their words. And we have had thousands of conversations with them which are available for free from the spiritchannel.net. And many of the mysteries of how the universe works have been solved in our our conversations. And this, when this all started out, and I happen to believe in reincarnation. I am sure reincarnation is real. I've had personal experiences that have more than one, many, that have convinced me. And one of the things I learned about reincarnation is that people look like their past lives because when you die, your DNA transfers in your soul to the next body and programs it to look like the past life. And so... I asked these sources in one of my question and answer sessions. I have an idea Terry is jiggling around there. Are you jiggling oh, around, Terry? Sorry. I'm quiet, though. Okay. 
And I, I asked them, was Terry ever anybody famous? They told me, look up St. Catherine of Siena. So I never heard of her. Uh, I didn't grow up as a Christian or a Catholic. But um, when I Googled St. Catherine, I found the story of this young woman who was going to the local church in Siena, Italy, and in 1300 A.D., and they would write down everything she said because God would be speaking to them through her, the priests. And they thought that. And when she died, a compilation of all these conversations published called St. Catherine's Dialogues with God. And it became a classic of Catholic literature and it's still on Amazon. And as I was studying this, I found some paintings of St. Catherine, and Terry happened to be the spitting image of St. Catherine. And I've known Terry for years, and I always thought she was spaced out, and it was kind of disconcerting. And then I find out she's spaced out because she's got her antenna in another dimension, okay? And so I'm going to have her say hello. And we are very lucky that to have her as part of what we do and for her to have committed to it. And she says, this is the reason she incarnated, to do this, bring these messages in. So go ahead, Terry. Hi. Yeah, and I think we're very lucky to have wins. Too. And it's kind of amazing that we got together and he had the skill to ask questions and I'd been studying channeling and I had the skill to connect with other realms and other entities. Um, and I remember uh, being uh, Catherine of Siena and uh, really, uh, it was really um far out then and that I could uh, levitate because I just came uh, off a lifetime before that of being a Tibetan monk. And um, I had learned in that lifetime before how to levitate. And so I really confused people, uh, particularly my mother, because I'd levitate up and down the stairs and she'd get so upset with me. Don't do that. You're going to fall. And uh, kill that, that, was in a, that, was, that was in
anyway, it's a marvelous adventure, and you're all joining. Uh, in uh, you can go to the Spirit Channel dot net and check out the different channelings, and I'll learn more. And wonderful to be connected. Thank you. Thank you, Terry and Wynn. Now, um, I hope your book comes out soon also, Terry, because I love hearing these stories that both you and Wynn tell us. Now, Terry already mentioned this, but I would like to emphasize and encourage everyone to go to thespiritchannel.net where you can hear these or read about these thousands of timeless messages that covers such a wide range of topics. And Terry Brown, who just spoke to us, brought forth the majority of these channeled conversations between the sources and Winfrey. Now, we are so fortunate on this call because we have Bonnie from Corona, California, next on our call. She's familiar with many of these channeled messages that are archived, and we're very fortunate to have her read one of these messages or something from a compatible resource for us every evening. Bonnie? Hi, thank you. I really enjoy Terry's stories as well. Um, and we, I was inspired by the previous call. We just listened to a replay from a installment in the How the Elohim Created the Universe series. And this particular transcript I'm going to read from that I found on the spiritchannel.net, this call took place uh, on January 6, 2014. And so we're just going to hear some more further information on that subject, how Elohim created the universe. So after Wynn calls in the light, then we have a greeting from Ra'an through Terry. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. This is the 6th of January, 2014, and we are multidimensional. We are with you with each and every one of you at the same time who wishes to have us with you. We are able to do more than one thing at one time, and it is our joy to be with you and to be able to connect. And as we look at each and every one of you, we see that there is a great variance of temperature in the different areas where you are and we connect with each one of you and are available to answer questions do you have questions when are you aware of our topic tonight raan give us a moment yes it is concerning the creation of the universe and there is a question of what happened between the creation of the amoeba and the creation of mankind as it is a very big 
jump that has gone from one to another. Keep in mind that the first creation was not of the manifest, the hard manifest, the third dimension manifest. It was the manifest within the mind, within the creation of the mind of what visually, auditorily, all of the senses, what could be created, what could be brought together that could be a housing, focusing mechanism for mankind. And it started with a thin, not a solid projection, a projection of energy. And the energy then was able to capture the essence within itself, within the projection, and to make it into a uniform energy that could then begin to sense, could begin to have smells, could begin to hear the auditory vibrations. Mind you, you do not need ears to hear. You do not need eyes to see. As when you are out of your body, you still have these senses. The body merely magnifies them and focuses them for the whole unit of the body to act as a whole in connection with. Does this help? When? Yes, I would assume that the Elohim, when they were pure energy forms, were also in a state of creating themselves and each other for quite some time before there was even anything physical. Am I correct in that? Ra'an, there is some physicality to the manifest outside of this third dimension. The light body is a precursor to the physical body and the light body has all of the senses. This has developed over time and this modifies as someone experiences life in the third density. When, when a galaxy was first created and I remember it was referred to as a thinning out of energy, we think of galaxies as being huge. When a galaxy got created, and I believe it started as one creation that fanned out, did it seem huge to you? Ra'an, at the first creation of the galaxy, it did not seem huge. Size is relative. So it was as if it were a toy, as if it was a pop. And we were bigger than that. And so size is relative. When does the galaxy get bigger? Or are the proportions still where you are much bigger than a galaxy? Ra'an, we were much bigger than the galaxy. We and you have the ability and everyone on the line, everyone has the ability to get big 
and to get small. This is one of your abilities. You have the ability to expand greater than the galaxy or smaller than a molecule. It is a projection that you have the ability to make. When do we do this when we are on our Sunday calls? Ra'an, some of you do this when you are on the Sunday calls. You do this. Harry does this on the Sunday calls so that some of the areas of Earth that are looked at on the calls are looked at from a vantage point of being very much larger than the area one is looking at. However, if one looked at it from the other perspective of being very small, then these things would seem immense that you looked at. And I'm going to hold off on the rest of this till maybe tomorrow. Uh, I love you all. I'll turn it back to you, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Well, in the next portion of our call, we get together with Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Jennifer researches the current earthquake and volcanic activity on our planet. And this is because our sources have asked us to keep not only ourselves, but them informed of these current activities. They've also advised us that the most beneficial offering we can extend is the energy of calmness. So as Jennifer guides us over the Earth's surface to each area of activity, let's gather our group energy and focus that calming energy to all areas of concern. Jennifer? Thank you, Jackie. And tonight, as we usually do, I would like to invite Mother Earth to travel with us, increasing our intention for calm. And the first place we're going to go tonight, of course, is always Hawaii, our beautiful state. And we did have a little bit of an uptick today in uh, seismic there. We had a 4.3 in Pahala, and that's a little bit bigger than it normally is. This area is always vibrating, but uh, 4.3, and then there were several other, there were 32, actually, earthquakes there. And then up on Mauna Loa, on the flanks like of Mauna Loa, we had 2.5 and a 2.1. So let's just take a quick moment and send all the calming that we can down to that region, and especially to the items that we can't see, the undersea volcanoes, the fault lines, Fracture zones, hot spot is in that area. And let's just send calm to the big island and all the other islands too. And then we're going to, now we're going to go south. And we always head down towards the most active place, which is usually around New Zealand. And we did have a 3.9 on the North Island today. And then moving up along the Kermadec Trench, we still have a lot of activity there. Um, we had a 5.9, 5.6, and four others on the Kermadec Trench. And then moving northward still, from there, we come up to um, right around where the volcano, the undersea volcano in Tonga, we had a 4.7, 4.6, and it was in that same location where that volcano exploded. So we do want to send that area calm. There are people that live there. 
And then moving westward, we're going to come over to Papua New Guinea. We have a 4.6. And over to Indonesia, where the largest I found there today was 4.8. And Semeru, the volcano, one of the volcanoes on uh, Indonesia, exploded again this morning, was throwing lava bombs. So let's send Semeru some calm. Now we're going to make our turn towards the north, and we are still on the Ring of Fire. Come up to the Philippines, and we had a 4.5. And then continuing up to Japan, the largest was 4.5. I'm sorry, 4.4. And we also had Suwano-Zajima erupting there. Up to, continuing northward, um, up to with the Russian area of the Kuril Islands, they had a 4.5, and there's an, a volcano that's new to us, obviously, a new volcano, but Chikorochki, oh I think it is, is erupting today. And then moving across the Aleutians, very low level today, 3.8 on Fox Island. That's the area that's been swarming on the uh, Aleutians. And then the largest was 3.3 at Mac Port McKenzie. And that's near Anchorage. And then we're going to move down through Alaska into Washington. And we just didn't have a whole lot of activity there, but we do have Mount St. Helens rumbling. And one other thing I do want to mention to you, I've just become aware of it today in Oregon, that Three Sisters is showing um, unrest. And so we want to send calm to that volcano. It hasn't been acting up from quite some time. And then down into California, which today really was pretty usual. Uh, the geysers were busy swarming. Uh, San Andreas had twos. Southern California, the largest I found was 2.4. And then, of course, on the eastern side, we have the Long Valley Caldera. There's swarming there and also Ridgecrest. And then before we leave the states, I do want to mention we had a 4.5 in Oklahoma. Now, I was unable to find that it was the result of fracking. However, that entire state is fracked. So I'm assuming that that is man-made, and that's a stain on humans. <laughs> so but that's my feeling. Okay, now we're going to go down into Mexico. And we had a 4.2 and 3.5 in Baja, Mexico, which isn't too far from California. And then down to Guatemala, we had a 4.1. And we also have Fuego erupting. And Santiaguito is erupting. And then down through the rest of Central America, we're all threes. El Salvador, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, um, all had threes down to Panama. And just offshore, we had a 4.1. Now, we're going to take a quick trip over the Caribbean, because this is the other side of uh, the Caribbean plate is on the other side of Central America, and it gets reverberated from what's going on away from it. And today we had Haiti. We just had threes, which was good because they have been getting a little bit higher than that recently. 3.6 in Puerto Rico, 3.4 in Dominican, and 3.8 at the Virgin Islands. So in those, if you looked at them on the map, they're all in a line. So they're just getting all this pressure from that plate. Uh, subduction that's going on. Moving back over to South America, we had a 3.5 in Ecuador, 
and we did have Sanjay erupting there, down to Peru, where we had a 5.1, continuing on to Chile, 4.7, and Argentina, 4.9. So they're pretty all consistent, about the same um, seismicity. And then we're going to move all the way up to Iceland, and we did have a 3.8 there today. And I understand that there's some things volcanically going on there, so we definitely want to send Iceland calm. And then this is really odd, but in the North Sea, between the United Kingdom and Denmark, we had a 3.6 today. And that's the first one I've seen there like that um, for quite some time. And then moving across the Strait of Gibraltar, it's always swarming. We send calm to it. And France and Italy just had twos. Spain had a 4.0 up in the Pyrenees Mountains. That's right between Spain and France. And then we move over uh, through Europe, which really was a calm day. Uh, we had threes in Greece, 4.7 just not too long ago in Turkey. And then south of Saudi Arabia, we have the Owen Fracture Zone. And there were a plethora. We had three 5.2s there today. And that's a, a fracture zone that's it's off the coast of Yemen and Oman in the Arabian Sea. And it's at the where this happened is at the apex of like a triangle of plates. So that's needed a little bit of calming there. We'll send calm to them. And 4.1 in Pakistan. 4.6 in China, and then moving over to Madagascar, which is on the eastern side of um, Africa, we have 3.4 in the sea, and a 3.6 in South Africa, <laughs> which is unusual, and that ends our trip around the world. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for participating, and I'll send you all back to Jackie. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Um, so, Wynn will be taking us on his guided visualization in just a few moments, and he'll be addressing the many other issues that concern us on our planet. But uh, right now, the phone lines will be unmuted, and you have the opportunity to put your concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that the highest and greatest good for all be considered. If you are listening on BBS or to this call on a future replay, thank you um, for joining us. And this is also the time to put your concerns into the light. Um, and I'd like to thank everyone for your contributions this evening. Unmuted. I would like to put into all right all the condolences. Uh, uh, coming our way for the mitigation, as well as all of my other players. Thank you so very much. I would like to put into light all those that are struggling with the disease of addiction in whatever form. Thank you. Carmen San Jose asking for support and protection for Sidney Powell, Mike Lundell, and for Mike's lawsuit. Thank you. This is Jennifer from Greensburg. I'd like to put everybody on the call, on the healing list, whatever the individual need is. 
I would also like to extend this to our family members, our loved ones, and also our pets. I would like to make mention, especially of Wynn and Terry, asking that all of us send them love light energy to help them maintain their their energy levels and their balance to do all this work. This is a lot. <laughs> and also like to mention Cecil and Betty, Monica and Larry, Lauren in Washington, Tom in San Jose, White Dove, Willow, Phyllis and Joe T, both in Washington, Antonio Jr., Sr., and Abby, Hyatt and Kathleen for healing, Mimi for healing, Maxalina for healing, our friend Susan in Toronto and her family. Um, let's send them an extra dose of love light. They are all battling uh, COVID and they are winning. And I'd also like to put myself in this field of energy and say thank you so very, very much for this. Thank you. Hello. Muted. Unmuted. Juanita, did you want to put something on the light? Hi, yeah, thank you. Uh, I was like telling, I was thinking to myself, I just missed that little pocket of space by a millisecond. Okay, thank you, everybody. I I really wanted to um, say thank you for for this for this experience tonight. I would like to put into the love light my tia in um, Florida. She is doing much better, thanks to all of the um, the caring people. Um, it restores my 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 belief in humanity, and uh, I want to put myself into the love light. I'm I'm going through some personal stuff, uh, intimate issues, um, it's a long list, but I, moving forward, I want to put highs, Terry and Winfrey into the love light, everybody that's on the, this phone line tonight, the whole Planet Healing family, and I want to put everything that God has touched with his hands into the love light, all the galaxies, all the planets, the people, the continents, down to all the beautiful little bugs and um, everything that has life and, and the healing of, of every and every everything and everybody under the sun, including the people that are struggling with mental illness, addiction, the veteran vets, senior, senior citizens, all the children, all of our families and our ancestors. And um, I just want to say thank you for giving me the opportunity to share. Thank you. Muted. Thank you, Anita. It's always a blessing when you're on the calls. Your energy is so uplifted. And anyone that's happening to tune in to us, you'll notice that the people on this call have an amazing energy. And all they did to get that was to show up. It doesn't happen right away for most people. Sometimes it does. But um, we have, this is not a religious or religion, but it has 
some of the same outcomes of the best aspects of religion without any dogma, any control patterns, not trying to sell you something. Um, and there's an energy, which some people call the price of consciousness. And it's on this call. And if you show up enough, you'll feel part of it. No one is excluded. All they have to do is reach back. And um, on that note, the way that it seems to me is that we have a whole team on the other side right now right here with us. And they will pay attention to you if you're open to that. And you'll feel an energy move through you. And you say, that feels really good. And one of the benefits of people that start paying attention to our work is they start to actually experience the idea that they're more than their body and that they're in fact immortal. And our bodies die, but our souls continue on. And people start to learn how to connect with their soul energy that is really who you are, which carries all the memories of all your lifetimes, all the things you've learned that are still waiting to be discovered in you. And, you know, some people are old souls, and they've had many, many lifetimes, and they have learned an immense amount, and they don't even know it. But when you start to hear our live sessions, which we do two times a week, thespiritchannel.net, it kind of starts waking you up to your soul-level memories. And it's an amazing adventure. And one thing is that it gets your mind and your consciousness out of all the things that are going on in the world like right now, which can really be a downer and create fear. And once you really know that you don't die, you just change densities or dimensions, and you end up in another place. And we have so many questions and answer sessions about all of these things 
and they speak with such authority, and then they do miracles. It's an experience that you couldn't find if you looked for it. And if you're listening now, you found it. (laughs) So you can keep listening if you want. We have all kinds of calls all during the week. And we do this call, Whole Planet Healing, every day at 7 p.m. Monday and Wednesday, we are on BBS. And the other days, we're on a conference call. And we're on a conference call also right now when we're on BBS. And so we just broadcast a conference call. And right now, I'm going to do this visualization of making better outcomes for our planet. You know, we're in a pretty tricky place, pretty obviously. A lot of crazy things, a lot of negative control patterns in this realm. And people can be scared. I don't blame them particularly if they didn't know the things that we've come to know. So we're going to start out creating a group energy. Everybody has heard one time or another in their life, we're all one. And it's true. We are all one, but not in this realm. We have to lift our consciousness to a higher plane where oneness exists. And in that place of oneness, there's angels, there's all kinds of positive intelligences there, including the intelligence that we talk to. So when we create a group energy, they're on this group energy. And we have two group souls, the Elohim group, the Ra group. We also invite Mother Earth, the Sun, and Earth spirits, and anyone else who wants to participate in the, from the higher dimensions that is service to others. So we see this group energy surrounding our planet, and it's big enough that it can surround the entire planet. And now there's energies that move through the universe that are precursor to the physical realm. And we could call it love light, we could call it the Christ consciousness. We could call it grace. And we're inviting all of those energies to work through us and focus them on the surface of our planet. To lift the vibrations wherever they can be lifted. And we focus 
on the humans who are service to others at whatever level they are contributing to upliftment. We go to the children of our planet who are most sensitive to these energies, but in most cases have not developed wisdom and they get that from their life experience. And we ask that they might develop wisdom so they can become worthy of the future of this planet and holding the space because it's going to be their planet. We go to the pets on this planet and the animals. We send them this energy and particularly the pets who help their owners keep their chakras open and their hearts. We go to the plant life on the planet, from trees to grass and everything in between. And the plant life can connect with the energy of the higher realms and move it through their branches, their leaves, their stems, their trunks, and finally their roots into the earth. And so we send this energy to all of the plant life. We go to the rocks, minerals, and crystals who can very stably anchor energy from the higher realms. We send them this energy. We go to the insects, particularly the species that are part of the balance of nature, like the bees. And we ask to send them this energy and preserve all of those species into the future. We go to the fish and the sea life and the dolphins and the whales. Now we go into the earth, through the surface of the earth, and we send this energy to earth herself for healing because the earth has a huge energy field and she processes everything that's in her energy field, including you and I and the humans. We go back to the surface of the earth and we work with the earthquake zones and we're going to go through them very quickly today because we're on BBS and we have to close in seven minutes. So we send this energy 
to the ring of fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean, and we send calm. We go to the New Madrid fault line, centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. We send out a column of energy, hundreds of miles in diameter, penetrating through the earth and bringing calm energy. We go to the Mid-Atlantic fault line, stretching thousands of miles from the North Pole through Iceland and as far south as South America, the tip of South America, and we send calm energy. And we go to all of the other locations where there are potential earthquakes and volcanoes and fault lines, and we ask our sources to help send this calm energy to all of those locations. And any earthquakes and volcanoes that need to occur because the Earth has to release tension and stress can happen gradually and away from population centers. We go to the other out of balance situations and we gotta go through them fast. The coronavirus, we ask rendered harmless. The immune system of humans strengthened. The vaccines, toxins in vaccines transmuted. Um, we go to the awareness of humans and the discernment of humans. And we ask that more humans learn what's really happening on the planet and some of the negative agendas that are not honoring free will and attempting to control people. We ask for the awareness of humans to open up to the intelligences, the positive intelligences of the higher realms. We send this energy to all the people who are suffering and ask that they can tap into the higher aspect of themselves. And the suffering is not as hard. We go to the governments of our planet and we ask for qualities of leadership that help people feel safe and protected. Benevolence. Um, compassion and empathy, courage, integrity, and ethics. And we ask those countries and groups who are adversarial can resolve their differences nonviolently. Finally, we bring the energy back to ourselves. We see the energy flowing through the universe, 
through the outer fields of earth and landing on our personal rooftop where we have an energy filter installed that only lets positive energy through. And if you're comfortable, you can invite this energy into your home and see it moving through every cubic foot of your home and bringing, uh, transmuting negative energy. We let this energy run down the walls of our home on the outside, bringing in a protective shield from negative energy. And finally, we let this energy move through our own body, opening up our chakras, opening up our awareness, breaking down past life patterns that are obstacles to our evolution. And we send this beautiful energy to everyone we care about. And we're going to bring the verbal part of this call to an end. We're going to leave the lines open, but not on BBS. You have to call the phone lines. Or you can just sit silently and tune into it. And every one of you is adding to this energy and making a difference. And so I thank you all for being here. And keep in mind we do this every night at 7 p.m. California. We send love, light, energy to BBS Radio for hosting us for these calls, and we'll see you next time. This session is no longer being recorded.